Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Spill Mama, the podcast for all things mama. No matter what stage of motherhood you are in, we are here for you. I'm Taylor. And I'm Carly. Welcome back, guys. Um, Today's episode is about mom guilt. Ooh. (laughs) I feel like there's so much pressure. Um, It is such a hot topic, especially in today's social climate. Um, It's just... I feel like it's being talked about a lot more, but there's not a whole lot of change necessarily happening around it. But we didn't want to take it lightly. So we've talked about it a lot. We did some research. We've got some some cool things from some Instagram accounts that we want to point you guys to. Um, But we also did some polls and questions on our personal Instagrams and then also on the Spill Mama account. So it was very quickly obvious to us that a lot of moms feel this way. I think it was 100%, right? Yeah, we asked... Okay, wait. Actually, it wasn't because one of my guy friends <laughs> put it that he does not deal with mom guilt. So it was actually 100%. It was. Yeah. We asked the question, do you experience mom guilt, internal yeah. or external? And of the moms out there. Of the one, women. 100% said yes. Um, so obviously, a lot of people are feeling this way. So we're hoping through this conversation that Carly and I, and that we can encourage you guys to do this too, but Carly and I, it's something that we need to work on too. Yeah, for sure. I always am having to do this too. Uh-huh rewire our guilty thoughts or feelings into helpful, productive ones. And to ultimately, the goal would be to ultimately get rid of the unhelpful guilt altogether. Right. Um, So we asked our followers to give a few examples of what mom guilt means to them. And these are a few of them. Feeling like you're coming up short or never being exactly what your kids need. Mm. Second guessing everything and rethinking situations. Falling short of my own expectations, and this person gave the example of not being able to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. Leaving my kids to go do something I enjoy. Feeling like a failure when I have to ask for help. Comparing myself to other moms. And I thought this one was like, this could be a textbook definition of it. Guilt caused by the battle between the role of mom and every other role you play. Wow. So good. That is good. So before we dig into the meat of it, let's talk about the difference between guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. They're, those words are used interchangeably a lot, but there really is a big difference between yeah. them. So Cart hit us with the definition. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't realize there was a big difference because I feel like you hear of mom guilt and mm-hmm. shaming, like mom shaming, Yeah, um, but it's a pretty big difference. Yeah. So I just looked it up on dictionary.com. <laughs> but guilt is a feeling you get when you did something wrong or perceive that you did something wrong. And then shame is a feeling that your whole self is mm-hmm. wrong, and it may not be related to a specific behavior or event. Um, so I love di- I love definitions, but also I like examples. Yeah. And I follow this account on Instagram. Do you follow them now? I do now because yeah. you've sent me so much of their stuff, and it's so good. It is so good. It's called Psyched Mommy. I can't, like, recommend it enough. Yeah. Um, but they gave an example of guilt and shame, and I thought it was so good. Mm-hmm. So. They said, um, let me read this. Da, 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 da. Guilt says I did something wrong. This can be helpful or unhelpful. So helpful guilt. So for example, say you're putting your child in the car and you accidentally hit them. Like how many times have we done this? You hit your child's head on like the <laughs> door 50%, or the ceiling or whatever, <laughs> yeah. getting your car, your child in the car seat. Yeah. Okay. You obviously feel bad in that situation because mm-hmm. you're like, that was an accident. So maybe the next time you're more cautious when mm-hmm. you're putting your child in, that would be helpful guilt because you feel bad for it. It was an accident. And then you're more cautious the next time. Right. But unhelpful guilt is, for example, you look around your house, it's a mess, and you think to yourself, I'm doing something wrong. Like, I should be better at this. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I see all these other moms. They have their houses put together. Like, what, you know, what is going on? I should be better at this. Um, and that's the guilt that we're going to be talking about. Um, and also in the in the um, Instagram post, it says, unhelpful guilt leads to shame. So shame says there is something wrong with me. So instead of saying, I'm doing something wrong, I should be better at this, then you're saying, okay, there is something wrong with me. I'm mm-hmm. lazy. I'm incompetent. I'm not a good mom. And that's where we want it to stop. Like yeah. when it gets to the point of like you're now reflecting this back on yourself and these are feelings you have about yourself, we're trying to stop that, the unhelpful guilt. Yeah. And we're trying to stop that also, but ultimately to stop it from going to shame. Yeah. Um, shame spiraling is yes. what we do not want. Yes. And this was a good thing that um, you and I talked about the shoulds. It says yeah. both unhelpful guilt and shame are rooted in shoulds. Mm-hmm. And the shoulds are unrealistic expectations that you put on yourself or that others place on you. Yeah. And I was like thinking about this today, Taylor. I was like, anything that I've ever felt guilty about, I'm like, it's because I'm thinking I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. I should be home. I should be more focused on my child. I should, you know. Or I should not be doing it. Or that. I should not be doing it. It's all mm-hmm. a should, but yeah. like, where does that come from? You know? I, yeah, I don't know. A, com- so, a combination of external and internal, which is. Which is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so the difference between those is super helpful. And um, if you want to learn more about that, I can't recommend Brene Brown enough. She studies shame. That's like her mm. job, and she has such good insight in it. So if you want to dive deeper into that, it's, it's been helpful for me, a couple of her like TED Talks and stuff. In we need to link to, that. We'll link that yeah, on Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we're going to dive into a couple of topics that mm-hmm. we – I mean, we personally have discussed, we've discussed yeah. with other friends, and we saw a lot on social media when we were talking about it. So the topics that were popular around mom guilt, around mom guilt. And while you're listening, we encourage you to think about, think through the topics and think, do I experience mom guilt around mm-hmm. this subject? Is it internal or external? And then start to think through some ways that you can take that unhelpful guilt and turn it into productive thoughts. Yep. And we're going to give examples Mm -hmm. um, after each topic of just like simple examples of how you can try to change that, like rewire your brain and your thought into something productive. But it's obviously, it'll be different for everybody. These are just examples. Yeah, and we're not like, again, we struggle with this. This is a lot of like just talking through it and then also like a lot of stuff from Instagram that we have found really helpful Yeah, in in regards to that. Absolutely. Okay, so let's just jump in. The number one topic, Mm -hmm. and this was a big one that Taylor and I really wanted to touch on. Um, Number one is decisions for your family. So Mm -hmm. let me explain that. This is talking about health. This Mm -hmm. is talking about school, sleep. So this really goes into a lot of different like topics underneath the decisions for your family. But I just cannot – we are not going to share what our what our decisions are no. for our family because ultimately Taylor and I both know that we make the decisions, like, yeah. that are best for, our, for each other and our mm-hmm. own families. And we cannot stress that enough that, like, that is what you're trying to do. You need to make your own decision for your family, mm-hmm. your, your own unit. Yep. Um, so anyways, so basically what we decided from these – from this topic was it was mostly external yeah. um, because you, you think about what other, or you know what other people are doing. Like 
what they're doing with their kids, vaccinations and whatnot. Where are mm-hmm. they homeschooling? Are they sending their kids to school, daycare? Are they co-sleeping? I mean, there's just you so... Know, well, you know what everybody's doing now because of social media. Right. Yeah. And like before, if you didn't know or people mm-hmm. didn't share what they were doing so much, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you may not have feelings of like, okay, I'm co-sleeping with my child. Why should I not be doing yeah. this? You, you know? probably just know what your close circle was doing. Yeah. And usually around people and your close, your close circle is usually doing things similar to you, maybe not the exact same, but... Right. You know, maybe a little bit different, but now you know about everybody what everybody else is doing. And it's just it's so much information. Yes. It's so much information. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so like we said, social media is definitely making this worse. I mean, we are not like hating on social media. We obviously love social media. There's a lot of good things about it. There's a lot of good things, but like they're it can lead to some of the mom guilt feelings. Yeah, for sure. Um, And one thing we just wanted to say, be confident in your decisions Mm -hmm. and the path that you took to get there. Everybody has their own path. And that's what I was saying, like, with your own family. And you just have to know that you you came up with this decision because you felt good about it. Yeah. And just go with that. Like, you did your own research and you feel like whatever decision you make, that was the path. And feel confident about that. And external sources, sources aren't necessarily bad. Like, I've... We've reached some decisions by talking to other people, asking their opinions, right. learning from them, and that's been helpful. It's just when it – usually when external is not – when you're not asking for it or when it is making you feel shameful or guilt, yes. that's what we're talking about. Yes. Like it's not – I mean I've made so many of my decisions based off of just talking to friends and working through it that yeah, way. Yeah, and their advice and yeah. helpful advice when you ask for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when you ask for it. Um, and another thing that Taylor brought up was the difference between your inner dialogue mm-hmm. and your external dialogue, which yeah. I love that so much. Um, so external dialogue is what you say to people when they are making you feel guilty or mm-hmm. when they're giving you this unwarranted advice. Yeah. Um, and so I love – Taylor, I think you're so much better at this than me. We were laughing at, our, at each other because our personalities <laughs> are so different that mm-hmm. like – how she would say something to somebody if yeah. they were, like, giving unwarranted advice. Looks very different as how I would say it. How would you say it? Okay. So, for example, if somebody were to start, like, making me feel bad about a decision yeah. I would make, I would probably say, I appreciate your thought, but yeah. I feel good about my decision. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> the nicest way possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It Which makes is great. It, yes, I know. And I'm still working on that. I'm not even – I can't even say that I'm great at that yeah. because – it's, it's hard when it's, it's so when you're face hard. to face with it. It's hard. It's so hard to actually like stand up for yourself yeah. and like have that boundary. Yeah. What would you say, Taylor? It just depends. I, and honestly, I was not good at this when I first became a mom because I feel like, and I've talked about this in a previous episode, I was so unconfident. Yeah. Or I wasn't confident at all when I became a mom and what I was doing. So, because I'm normally a very outspoken person, I don't mind standing up for myself or the people around me, probably to a fault. I'm, no, I love that you about know. you. <laughs> It can be a little much sometimes. But I if I'm really fiery about the situation, I'm probably gonna respond with, I just really didn't ask your opinion. <laughs> I love that. But I mean I could I'm never going say that, for but... more of what you're saying, which yeah. is, you know, that's great, but I, I think we're good. Yeah. I think I feel good. I feel confident enough in my decision. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, but no. So that would be external dialogue, like yeah. having that boundary, but then also the inner mm-hmm. the inner dialogue of just Saying to yourself, like, I I am confident in this decision mm-hmm. on my own. Yeah. Like, not even allowing yourself to get to this, that place of questioning yourself yeah. so much. Yeah, um, for sure. I think that's such a pretty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we, the vice versa, the other end of yeah. that is... If you are the one that's giving unwarranted advice, just try to stop, please. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just don't. Just, I mean... 
you know, we have those friends that we go to and we ask for advice. Yeah. And that's so important because yeah. as moms, we have to have each other to like talk about and work through things. Yeah. But just be mindful of how you are also wording things, mm-hmm. like in how you're I have caught myself, like, if I'm yeah. just trying to talk about something, but then I'm like, oh, wait, does that come across as me trying to, like, tell somebody how to do something? Yeah, and I think it's all about how you word it, too, because if right. you're aware that you're giving unsolicited advice yes. and you pat it with, take it or leave it and, like, tell me if I'm offending you or if yeah, you didn't true. like what I was saying. Because, yeah. I mean, the truth of it is people have gone before us and they have wisdom to right. give. So I'm grateful for it, but I'm also really grateful when people, if I haven't asked, if people are telling me something and they say, like, Listen, do how do it the whatever way you want to. Yeah, this take what, it or leave it. This is yeah. what worked for us. Yeah. And if you want to try it, go yeah. for it. Because, I would not be offended if that like No, not yeah. at all. But I think that's the key. Yeah. It's like how you word it. Yeah, because if they're not asking, I do, it can make people feel like they're doing something like yeah. I'm doing this all wrong. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. Um, and so the examples that we were gonna get of the or gonna give of the unhelpful guilt and shame. So an example of this would be like me looking at Taylor mm-hmm. and saying, okay, my decisions look different than Taylor's, so I must not be making the right decision, mm-hmm. or I'm uneducated, or I don't know what I'm doing, I'm less of a mom, mm-hmm. that would be unhelpful guilt going into shame. Yeah. A productive thought is what we're talking about with that inner dialogue would be, okay, I am my own person, mm-hmm. we are our own family, I'm like I need to do. I'm doing what's best for us, and Taylor's doing the same. Like I trust that she's doing the same for her family as I am, and then just trust the moms around you that we're all doing that for each other. You know, yeah, our own families. Do everybody the service of believing that they're doing the best that they can, and you are too. And I think that 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 is the internal mom guilt too. Is like trust your gut and. Like sometimes you just have to make a decision and hope for the best, yeah. and you need to be confident in that, in that and just know, and move like, forward. Everyone's going to make mistakes. We're yeah. not going to do it all right. Yes, definitely. Um, okay, so another big topic was work, and when we're talking about this, we're talking about it in very general terms because um, I know that we're going to have listeners that um, don't work that are stay at home mm-hmm. moms. We have work from home moms, full time working moms, part time, all kinds of stuff, and we recognize that different aspects of work are a privilege to be able to choose to stay home if you mm-hmm. want. Yeah. Like, it's not an option for everybody. So just a blanket statement of, yeah. like, as we're speaking about these different aspects of guilt, like, we know that not everybody even has the opportunity to, like, feel those. Yeah, definitely. Um, so internal versus external. I think work is a mix of both. Definitely, yeah. yes. Um, so external is – so much of it is people just making comments. Mm-hmm. And I haven't personally – um, for people who haven't listened to any other episodes, I work full-time, Carly. I work part-time. Mm-hmm. I work from home Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, so I yeah. work full-time from home. Yeah. I have a remote job. So Sayla is, goes to a mom's boarding out program um, almost every day of the week. But I personally haven't had a lot of comments made to me yet. I'm sure they're coming. Yeah. But I have friends who have had a lot of comments made to them about – yeah. Who's about, keeping your kids? Yeah, who's keeping yeah. your kids? You're not raising your kid. Yeah, or someone else is raising your kid. Yes, or when are you going back to work? Yeah. Or you're already going back to work? Yes. You know, it's all like, of that. It's like this pressure, like it's a question. You can't do anything right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no matter which way you go, it's, it's hard. But And then I'm sure social media is such a big player in this too of like seeing what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. with their time mm-hmm. and feel, feeling like, man, I'm not there enough or – when I'm there, I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that I really struggle with. Um, and then internal, I think looks so different across the board for everybody. It yeah. can be guilt about wanting to work. It can be guilt about 
missing out on things and wanting to be there but not being able to. Yeah. Um, That's what I mostly struggle with. Yeah. I struggle. With, I struggled with wanting to work when I decided because yeah. I was working part-time before mm-hmm. I got my new job. And when I realized I wanted to go back to work full-time, I struggled so hard with that and felt so guilty yeah. that I really want to do that. I remember when I was interviewing for this job that I really wanted – and it was like we were kind of at a stage where, you know, you kind of hit that stage where you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get this job. And I yeah. remember calling Neil and crying and saying, like, I feel bad because I really want to do this and but I'm really excited. excited about it. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I shouldn't be because we have this beautiful daughter who we waited for for so long and it makes – like I feel bad. And it's not that I don't want to spend time with her. Yeah. That's not what me wanting to work is. It's right. just that I get excited about – having a job and having yeah. that responsibility and routine and I'm excited about it and that and your guilt is big for me. Yeah. Do you think that that guilt came from people say you said people didn't say anything to you. That no, was just No, I your think own. that was just me. I mean, part of it like part of it on social media feeling like I'm not doing my job because I'm not the one like shepherding my kid all the time. Being there at home all the time. Yes. And yeah. I'm not the one like controlling everything that's like said to them or what. Yeah. And I I mean for me, that's just not realistic in real life. Yeah. Like, and I personally just, well, I'm not going to get all that because, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I, that, I think it was, it's mainly internal for me. And there's yeah. definitely some external sources that make me feel like I should be at home and doing all of this yeah. with her. Mm-hmm. But for Sayla, personally, like, we've just decided this is what's best for her yeah, for right she now. Does, she wants to be social and go oh, to school. She's, and- a, she's a social butterfly. Like, she is so excited to go to school and make friends and stuff. And and it's good for you, too. It like, is. this is what's good yeah, for you. Yeah, and that may and change. Her. And yeah. that's okay. Like, sure. I've totally got it in my head that, like, as we have more kids, this may ebb and flow. It may stay the same. Yeah. I don't know. And I, that, to me, is also big of I want to go ahead and let myself out of that bubble of guilt that I could already feel coming of yes if i if what i want changes or what we that's okay decide or what we're able to do financially mm-hmm. like as our our seasons in life ebb and flow that mm-hmm. that is okay it's a very freeing thing mm-hmm. to think about like just saying it's okay if thing if this is this works for us right now but it may not always yeah and letting that go yeah like for sure um okay so an example of unhelpful guilt around work would be Saying like me saying to myself, I feel bad for missing out on the day with Sayla while I was at work. Mm-hmm. And that, if I didn't address that, that mm-hmm. could quickly turn to shame and say, I'm not giving Sayla my undivided attention, but then also I'm not giving work my undivided attention. And yeah. I'm a bad mom because I'm not at home. I'm just, I'm a bad woman because I can't yeah. do both. And that's like, so even though I work from home and I still get to see my son throughout the day because my mom and my mother-in-law watch him, I still have those feelings of like, wait, but I'm not the one with him for these eight hours, like all eight hours. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm dealing with of like this inner, like internal guilt. And I'm with him the majority of the time, but it still is heavy and I have to work through that because it's there. I'm not really sure why it's there, but it's there. Yeah. Um, So turning that into a productive thought would be, okay, when Sayla gets home from school Mm -hmm. and after she wakes up from her nap, I'm going to take that first 30 minutes to an hour and we're not going to have screen time. I'm not going to be on my phone. We're going to be playing a game together, undivided attention. And and that's what we've been doing. And it's been so good because it, to me, is just – it. For me, working has given me the opportunity to, like, focus more of my time with her and be hyper-focused of, like, 
focusing in on her and, and playing with her and being engaged. That's just and for me. And she can feel that. She'll be yeah. able to feel that you're engaged in yeah. those, you know, whatever time it is. Yeah. My friend does that too. She mm-hmm. said that, you know, she works full time, eight hours a day, five days a week. But every day she gets home from work, she just has this undivided attention to her mm-hmm. daughter. And she can tell a huge difference in her daughter's response also. Yeah. You know, before she has to get on and do house chores or right. whatever. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And I want to go back because I feel like I was – when I was talking about, like, the external sources of if I'm feeling like the stuff people talking about shepherding their children and stuff, I feel like what I was saying was starting to sound like mom, <laughs> mom shaming. I didn't want it to come across that way. I was just saying I for that, for me, is something that I think I see it from other people, and yeah. internally it's something that I struggle with. Like, right. I think that's amazing. And amazing. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm. it's just not what we're – it's not the stage we're at right now. Yes. And I didn't want that to, like, We love working moms and stay-at-home yes, moms. Yes, 100%. And I didn't we're want doing, that. Yeah. I'm, we're doing episodes on both because we love them both. Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> okay. Or do we feel good about that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, topic number three is feeding. Um, so this is specifically around breastfeeding because I feel like that mm-hmm. was the majority of what people yeah. were saying in the answers on Instagram. Um, so this has like two folds. Number one, for the women that feel mom shame for breastfeeding their children in public, mm. I am so sorry that you have had to feel that because that is just horrible. And if you are the ones that are shaming these moms for feeding their babies out in public, honestly, you can just stop and go away <laughs> because like, I'm sorry that our society has decided to sexualize boobs, yeah. but it is a beautiful thing for a mother to be able to feed her baby. Yeah. And you just need to stop because I know a lot of moms that feel mom-shamed in that. And yeah. it just needs to end. Yeah. So that's the number one thing I wanted to say. <laughs> I told Taylor, like, before we recorded, I was like, I don't want to get too spicy on this topic. but um, <laughs> It's a real thing, though. It is. and But the main thing that I feel like a lot of people were mentioning is the guilt on not being able to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is there is a huge cultural push for breastfeeding. As I mean, as there there should be a push for it because it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. However, I mean it is truly amazing. However, it's not for, it's not for everybody. Not mm-hmm. everybody can. It's not a physical uh, it's not a positive thing for someone physically, mm-hmm. mentally. There's just so many different aspects of it, and it's just not always feasible for some people. Yeah. Um, and it can make you feel like you're not doing enough for your baby. Yeah. If you're not able to breastfeed, there can be a lot of mom guilt in that, that you're not doing enough for your baby. Mm-hmm. And that just really breaks my heart because yeah. I know a lot of um, moms feel that way. Yeah, I know I know a lot personally that feel that way. And it just is such a bummer because, it, I mean, like it is such a beautiful thing and so awesome, but also – We've said this before, and we've said it several times here. It's just – it's not the end-all, be-all. Yeah. And I think the push for that is sucky because it's just such – it's such a – feeding is such a big aspect of Of your baby's life. Yes. Yes, just keeping your baby alive. And, like, there's already so much other stress and making people feel like because they're choosing one route or taking one route or they have to that they're less than is just – it just sucks. I think it's good to present the benefits of breastfeeding, yeah. but also present the benefits of formula. Yeah. Like, I think that there are so many pros to to both of them, obviously, yeah. and those need to be presented because if a mother is not able to breastfeed, she needs to know and feel confident in the fact that her baby is going to be just great yeah. on formula as New, well. I mean, like, like nutrition, nutrition yes. and health-wise, and then also, like, Convenience-wise, there's pros and cons to both. As someone who's done formula, only formula, like, there's a lot of parts about it that were really hard in the middle of the night. But also, like, 
Neil was taking those night feedings from night one. <laughs> so <laughs> see, that is something that I'm envious. Yeah, of, I mean, like, real. there's pros and cons to both, really. And so I think we can stop like raising one above the other. Yeah, I agree. Um, so as far as the internal and external guilt, guilt. Oh, I'm sorry, I just listed the external, but internal guilt is a lot of women feel, you know, internally they do want this. They want to nurture their mm-hmm. child. And so they may feel guilty because it's just themselves. They feel they're sad when they're not able to do that. And yeah. that makes total sense to me. Um, but the pressure, like for me, I was able to breastfeed, breastfeed my child for eight months. Mm-hmm. But even the other day when Taylor and I were talking about this episode, I was <laughs> like, I was just able to breastfeed him for eight months. And she was like, whoa. Did you just hear what you just said? You just said just able for eight months. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. And that's because I have this still in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. There's a timeline of you need to breastfeed for 12 months. And so I think that's where, like, internally I was sad that – you know, he was not interested in breastfeeding anymore and my supply mm-hmm. dropped. I was sad that I couldn't nurture him that, in that way. But, like, the external guilt was because I was, like, I didn't meet the ti- the, the timeline that yeah. I was supposed to. Yeah. And that's where it is, like, the internal and external forces coming into one and causing it. Yeah. And it's just terrible. Yeah, because any amount of time is great. Yeah, and I, like, I tell myself that, but, you know, it's just this thing I probably will wrestle with forever. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely, I mean, I think, I know that's external, too, because I feel like people talk about the, like, the The year. The 12-month year. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm sure a lot of it is internal, too, because it is just this thing you have in your head. Yes, for sure. Um, So some unhelpful guilt thoughts that would lead into shame is, I feel I feel sad over not being able to breastfeed. I'm doing something wrong. This shouldn't be so difficult. I am less of a mother because I cannot breastfeed. So you can see how those are the little unhelpful guilt thoughts mm-hmm. going, and then eventually it goes, I am less of a mother because I cannot breastfeed. Mm-hmm. So a productive thought would be breastfeeding isn't possible for everyone. Fed is best, and my child is going to thrive on formula. Mm-hmm. I am just as much, much of a mom as someone who's breastfeeding. And by being honest and prioritizing my mental health, I'm also caring for my my child and my whole family. Um, I seriously think too that there is a mental aspect. Like even though my supply did start dropping mm-hmm. and River was not interested in breastfeeding, I was also like it was not good for my mental health to continue breastfeeding because yeah. it was stressing me out trying to keep my supply up. Yeah. And I just think that is so, so important for mm-hmm. our, our mental health to be in a good spot. Oh yeah. I think that's a lot of my friends who had started to and then stopped it they made the choice too because it just was messing with their head too much yeah. and it was just it's exhausting I'm, I'm sure physically and mentally just like thinking about your supply constantly yeah you know? i can't imagine yeah um okay so the last one that we want to talk about which is a big one is me time me time so disclaimer <laughs> we're not encouraging you to like go crazy and think that you need like three hours of three to five hours of me time every day because it's not physically possible it's not your full-time job yeah <laughs> it's not <laughs> wouldn't that be nice <laughs> it's not and because we also acknowledge like when you're a mom a parent your life is different like yeah. you're actively choosing to be a, a parent yeah you're sacrificing your life looks different it's an amazing sacrifice you love these little people in your life but like it just looks different. So yes. we're talking about finding a way to make your me time for your new your new life mm-hmm. and to not let it just like totally fall by the wayside, which yes. I feel like tends to happen more than often, especially for moms, because yeah. we historically are not amazed, like not great at prioritizing ourselves. Yes. So the guilt around me time is, I mean, for me, it's definitely internal and external. Mm-hmm. It's a mix of the oh, two. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so external is just, again, I think social media. And then here, I don't know, sometimes like it feels like if I'm, sometimes I'm like aware of my mind if like Neil and I happen to like be able to go on like a cluster of vacations or yeah. we have like a bunch of alone time. Like yeah. I think to myself, I wonder if people think like, why aren't they with Salem yes. more? Isn't that yes. crazy? Like, why are they spending all their time by themselves yeah. and not with their job? Yeah. Like, why? where is Sayla? <laughs> yeah. Which I'm she? sure people <laughs> don't give a crap. No I'm sure people are that. not thinking that, but no. you have those thoughts that people may be thinking that. Yes. I'm sure no one is thinking that, but it's just in my head. Um, so internal, I think, could be a lot of um, feeling like you're missing moments or feeling this like – me. Is it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I – have a hard time with having me time. Mm -hmm. Like, if I go get my hair done for three hours, the majority of the time I'm, like, worried. I'm, like, sitting there thinking, I should not be spending this much time Mm -hmm. getting my hair done. I should be the the one putting them to bed. I should be the one doing X, Y, Z. Even though I get it done, I get my hair done, like, every eight weeks. (laughs) Like, or not even. Like, it's very rare. But I still have Even right now, you're defending it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I'm the worst. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, I'm, and I've even said to my friend Hope, which she does my hair, and I'm, like, I hope he's okay. Like, I hope he's not, you know, they don't need more help with him. I'm like, oh, my God. And she'll tell me. She's like, he's fine. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think about the amount of times that when I'm out doing something and how many texts or calls I'll send to Neil of like. Yes. How is he? How is she doing? Or how is she? Yeah. yeah, How is she doing? And not that I, not that, like, I know Neil's got it. It's more just for me of like, I feel like I should know what's going on versus when Neil's gone. Like we talk about how she was when he gets home, which is great. Like I'm envious of that. Yeah, I wish that that came more just, naturally they, for me. Yeah, they don't think. Yeah, about, totally. Like that so I think it's hard not to feel like doing things that you enjoy is selfish. Yeah, which is just not true. I know it's just not. I know. Um. So I think a way that we can get better about that, better about this, is talking to your partner and making sure y'all y'all are on the same page mm-hmm. about me time because you both need it. Yeah. Did I tell you that I had this conversation with David after you put this on no. here? Because <laughs> I literally, after Reverend went to bed the other night, I was like, so David, like, what do you, I know, I think I know what you love to do for me time, but like, what do you actually love to do? Mm-hmm. Like away from our home, like, what do you do? And it was a very good conversation because we just had not like yeah. talked about that in a while, yeah. you know, especially since COVID and things like look differently, yeah. you know, since having River, but like it was so good, and I needed that. I needed for you to say like it's good to have a partner dialogue, and y'all yeah. figure out what you each need and yeah. make that a priority. Because that's a really good point. It may like you may think in your head you know what your partner wants, yeah. or what you want, but until yeah. you start talking about it, yeah, you don't. Because I, for me, it looks different. Like sometimes it might be, hey, I just want to go walk around Target and yes. just oh, cruise whatever. But then other times it's like. No, I need to, like, go hang out with a friend or I need to go drive around in the car in silence. And so sometimes I know ahead of time, but sometimes just depending on what's happening, if I'm, like, in a chill, happy mood or if I'm stressed or whatever Me time does not have to be just by yourself. Like, your me time can be with your best friends, like, if that's what makes you happy. Absolutely. So I think for Neil and I, we have a family meeting every Sunday, Mm -hmm. and we will, like, go through our budget and whatever, and we talk about our week, and then we talk about, like, what – we're doing together, like, mm-hmm. are we having a date night out? Are we staying in? Whatever. And, like, what we each are doing for ourselves for the week mm-hmm. so that we're on the same page. And I think that is so great. It's helped so much. We started doing it a couple years ago, and 
especially after having a kid. Before kids, it wasn't as necessary, but especially... It is necessary. It is. David I, and I don't do a great job of it. We have started... We've done a better job because, like, there were a couple times where I was like, wait, you're going where? You yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's really important to be on the same page. It is. Um, and then um, single moms, if not having a partner, like, find someone that can partner with you in that. Yeah. And someone that maybe another mom that you can trade off watching kids or mm-hmm. friends. if you're building in a babysitter, friend, friends, family, like, figure out a way to make that happen because um, y'all are heroes and yeah. y'all need me time too. Yes, and you can say, like, I'll watch your kid for a yeah. couple of hours. You go do what you need to do and yeah. then do this, you know, the next week, change it up. Yeah, and I, I like what you said, too, about it doesn't have to be solo time because oh, me time for me – I do like to recharge and be by myself, but also being with friends yeah. is so Recharge. fun and important That's to me. That's what you did this past weekend. You yes, recharge with your friends. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> so I think – and if you have to get creative, like, I, I don't know. I mean, don't you think that the hardest group of people to wrangle together is a bunch of moms? Oh, my gosh, yes. Because moms feel bad about leaving their kids, yes. first off, and there's just so many different schedules going on. Oh, it's yeah. Just it's so difficult. hard. So – if you have to, then, like, pick every third Wednesday of the month. We yeah. are going to set aside these three hours. Yeah. They're on our calendar. We do not move them mm-hmm. except for an emergency, and mm-hmm. we hold each other accountable to you don't cancel if you're tired. Yeah, you're going. You, you're you going. get an Americano yeah. on your drive over, and you wake up, honey. <laughs> Unless <laughs> you, hang you are out. in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just making yeah. it a priority so that it happens. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. Or, like, my friend McCall, um, she just had her second baby. I have Sayla. I work full time. So us trying to get together with three kids and jobs yeah. and husbands is hard without kids. Mm-hmm. So we've decided every other Friday we're going to go to Swamp Rabbit Cafe yes. in Greenville because the playground's fenced in. Yep. And we can sit in there with the kids and not be – anytime we go to any other get playground, we're just constantly chasing. Yeah, and we're going to, yeah. like, go at 4 p.m. and, like, get a beer and hang out. Get a beer. And catch up and let That's the kids so, just, like, do whatever. That. So if you have to get creative, yeah, ideally, if you can have me time away from your kids, but, like, just do what you have to do. I do a lot of walks with other mom friends because we yeah. just put them in the stroller yeah, and walk. Yeah, so easy. And you can talk so well when yeah. you're just walking. <laughs> <laughs> Sayla hates the stroller now, but we did yeah. that all the time when she was little. It's yeah. a great way to to catch up. Yes. Um, okay, so an example of unhelpful guilt about me time would be I feel bad when I take two hours to myself on a Saturday to do something that I enjoy. Um, and that could lead to, lead to shame by saying I shouldn't be taking time to myself. I'm selfish for not spending all day with my kid, which – I really struggle with, especially mm-hmm. working, because our time yeah. is limited anyways. Yeah. So that feels really hard to take me time because it feels like I'm still – Like on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. It feels like I'm taking away from, like, our family time or yeah. my time with Sayla. But I remind myself with a productive thought of taking care of myself makes me a better mom. Mm-hmm. I'm still Taylor. I'm not just Taylor mom. Slash mom. Mom version of yeah. Taylor. My whole identity isn't me being a mom. It can still – I'm still me. It just looks a little different. So my me time just needs to look a little different. Yeah. And that's something that you and I have both been talking about of when you become a mom, yes, you are a mom. And it's such a huge part of your life. And yeah. it's such a wonderful, beautiful thing. But you also are you. Like yeah. there are still things about you that you need to do for yourself. Yes. And in order for you to be the best mom that you can, you've got to take care of yourself. Yeah, for like sure. Like we said, don't go crazy. Don't do it all day, every no, day. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. But yes. Okay. So if you are feeling mom guilt externally, we really want to encourage you just to have conversations with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, ask questions. And I love this. Like when someone is saying something to you, 
just say to them, okay, what you just said made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. Is that how you intended it? Mm-hmm. I actually did that recently to somebody. Yeah. And I think it's a good way to to say it because, like, you're not accusing them yeah. of trying to hurt your feelings. You're just saying, this hurt my feelings or makes me feel guilty. Is that what you intended? Yeah. And just to see what they say. And I bet nine times out of ten, people don't mean it that way. Oh, yeah. They don't I, realize how yes. it came across. And, like, I mean, I'm really – I'm a very passionate person, so sometimes yeah. – I have to check myself and be like, that probably made them feel something. Like, even just yeah. a few minutes ago when I was talking, like, I was like, I feel like maybe that sounded a little mom guiltish. And you went back. And, and I went back because I didn't yeah. mean it that way. Yeah. No, I actually did that with a friend, too. I yeah. said something, and then I was like, that did not sound right. I'm yeah. so sorry. And it's not how I meant it. Yeah. So just a quick correct or asking people if they meant it that way because any – I mean, I would say most of the conversations that I've had around that, it's yeah. it's usually – they don't mean it that way. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But just have that boundary, mm-hmm. and it is so hard for someone like me because I am a people pleaser for the most part, just to have – like, just to stand up. It's not even standing up for yourself. It's just, like, addressing it right yeah. then so you don't think about it later and yeah. then maybe become resentful of it. Yeah. Just address it as it happens. And even though it feels awkward in the moment – it almost feels more awkward to have to come back to it. Yeah, I totally agree. You know? Yeah, because then they're like, okay, have you just been thinking about yeah. that since the last time I saw you? <laughs> well, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> um, if you're feeling mom guilt internally or feeling shame, um, just ask yourself why you're having those feelings. And and this is what I have to do to myself all the mm-hmm. time. Just talk through it. You can either talk to it with, through it with your partner or a trust, trusted friend. And even if you feel like you need to go to a counselor, a therapist, if it's moving into shame where you're having these really negative views yeah. of yourself, um, you know, just get it out there. Talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk to a professional because that's when we want it to stop there. We don't want it to progress and get worse. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also be mindful and self-aware of how you say things to others their moms mm-hmm. um, and just ask yourself, okay, was that advice that I just gave, was that unwarranted? Yeah. Did they really want my advice mm-hmm. or my opinion on that? And just see, like, just ask yourself if you had an agenda, like, why yeah. were you saying that to, to them? You know, that's such a good motivator, like a good motivation check is what's my agenda here? Yes. Is it to change their mind? Yes. Is it to genuinely give advice? Is yes. it to just like feel heard? Whatever. I think that's such a good way to check yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we asked our followers ways they combat mom guilt. And these were just, I think these were so great. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are some of the things that they said to tell my husband or a friend, talk through it with them, tell myself three things that God says I am and tell myself three things I am not. I love that. Community, which is so huge for this person for speaking life over them. Mm-hmm. Reminding myself it is good for my son to spend time with other people and that I need my time too. So that's something that I've had to remind myself of, um, that it's so good for my child to get to be with his grandparents and other family members and spend time. Like that's It's really healthy and good. Um, Finding three ways I was the right mom for the job today. I love that. I love that too. And then self-talk. Would you tell another mom to feel guilty about this? Usually the answer is no. That is so good. Yes. That is so – I mean how – I think that was my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so good. I I mean that – I feel like that could apply to so many areas, even outside of mom guilt. That's something I need to work on, like – I mean, like body image, all that stuff. Like, would you let your friends say this to themselves? Yeah, and outlet. usually yes. the answer is no. Is no, yeah. yeah. So that's your answer. Yeah. So we would love to hear from y'all on this topic. Um, if while you were listening to this, you thought of a way you can rewire guilt, 
that you feel into a productive thought, we really want to hear those. So please come share it with us on our latest Instagram post. Um, I'm really excited to hear what you guys say and how y'all are rewiring your thoughts into productive thoughts. Um, So, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Tay, now it is time to tell people what we're loving. Love it. Okay, so if you're new here, at the end of every episode, Carly and I talk about a few things that we're loving. Mm -hmm. It might be a product, a TV show, a book, et cetera. So, Okay, what I'm loving right now, um, Neil and I joined a new gym, and it's it's called Metabolic. I know it's a smaller, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Chain, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one here in Greenville. I know they're not like everywhere, but what I'm loving is just we've gotten into this routine. There's a six and a seven a.m. class, so we switch mm-hmm. off going so yeah. that one of us isn't always waking up at five mm. fifteen. That's but, such a good balance. Yeah, it is. So we, but I have just loved the routine. I used to in college. I was I worked out all the time, and right after I got married, then I, like, I've gone through seasons where it's, like, ebbed and flowed, and we are in this routine right now of getting up and doing that, and I personally cannot do an evening workout. Yeah, me either. I hate it. That sounds, like, awful to me. So I wanted to, like, start my day, and it has just helped my productivity, my Mm -hmm. anxiety. Like, just, it's just put me in such a better mood. Yeah. And I mean, I'm more tired by 8:30 at night. But listen, I love going to bed at 8:30. Same. I'm like, we would, like I got like a full eight and a half hours of sleep last night, and oh. I like got up early to go to the gym, and it felt so good. So I'm just loving the routine of doing that, and I think that my body is thanking me, and I'm just like feeling good. So yeah, girl, routine, we love it. Um, okay, not your mother's texturizing dry shampoo. Okay, what I have heard people talking about this. Okay, I so I have really, I have a lot of hair, but it's really fine. It's really thin. So, I mean, I'm trying to only wash my hair like two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. But even on hair wash day, I use it and spray it on my roots. Really? Like while it's clean. Because, you know, your hair kind of does better when it's dirty. Yes, Or at definitely. least mine does. Yeah. It holds curl better. It just looks better. Um, so I've been spraying it even when it's clean to give it some body. And it doesn't smell amazing, <laughs> which has always been <laughs> my complaint that. about not your mother's, like they're all of their dry shampoo. But that texturizing dry shampoo is amazing. Wait, I think I have used their dry shampoo. They have like their their main one is green. I it's think. green. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So and this they have one like a is, purple one too. Oh, this one's blue. I think, but I really like it. Um, all right. And then the last thing I'm loving is cooking with Sayla. <laughs> okay, you guys. Y'all have to go watch these reels that Taylor put on her Instagram. She They're probably my favorite reels ever. We are having so much fun. So in my mind, cooking with a toddler sounds like my own personal hell. It's so stressful. Yeah. But she <laughs> loves it. And oh my so gosh. we got her one of the little kitchen towers that she can like stand in. But anytime I walk into the kitchen, she says, help, help, help. And she starts to drag it over there. Stop but it right she, now. She's kind of all over the place. I mean, she's. 22 months old so she's you know a toddler so she doesn't have a big attention span but that girl is dialed in when we are cooking like she does not move she wants to help and it's just so cute and fun she is so stinking cute y'all went like i mean this it is the these are the best reels like you have to watch them it'll make your day you can't not smile it's just so fun i Um, love that okay what about you what are you loving so Number one is I have been watching Grey's Anatomy oh, every single so night before good. I go to sleep. So let me preface: I I went I used to watch this like mm-hmm. a, like several years ago. Actually, when I worked in the operating room, and because I worked in the OR, I like couldn't really watch it because I was like, "This is so not." Realistic. What are you talking about? It is spot on. <laughs> it's so realistic. <laughs> but now that How I've can had so many disasters <laughs> happen to one hospital and. At, 
every week there is a natural disaster, yes. I feel like. Yes. Um, but now I just love the drama. It's so good. I'm actually in season 10, so I know there's about to be like something really bad happen. I can just feel it. I told David, I just know something bad's well, about to something happen. something bad happens every season. I know, <laughs> but I can just feel this pressure recently. Like, I just know it. Yeah. But anyways, I am loving it's, it. It's such a good show. It I'm, really is. It is Shonda's best work, in my opinion. I don't know of her other shows. Um, how to get How to get away with murder. Okay, I've never uh, seen that. She has another one. I can't remember, but she might. Did she do Private Practice, the spinoff? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that one yeah. too. Um, I I personally spoiler spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Fast forward fifteen seconds, but <laughs> I I personally think after the plane crash, it goes so downhill. I agree with that, because but it's still good. It is good, but it's just like after that, I was like, "Are we on the show Lost? Yeah. Like, what happened? It, it just got weird. Like, is there going to be a polar bear? But, okay, <laughs> the the two hour finale, or is it a finale? The one where the shooter is active in the hospital. Oh my gosh, that is the most stressful, stressed out I have ever been. Two I just hours got chills. of television I have ever watched. Yes. Look it at is. my legs. I have chills. It still gives me the <laughs> chills. Is. I remember watching that in high school when it came on yeah. and when McDreamy losing my yeah. mind. Oh, oh gosh. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I can't talk about it much. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> obviously we love Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> that is number one. Number two is I have been using the serum on my eyelashes since I had River, well, about five months postpartum, mm-hmm. um, I actually posted about it I today. Saw it today, yeah. So when I've never really had long eyelashes, but right after I had my son, I had postpartum hair loss yeah. on my head, but also my eyelashes legitimately. Oh, I didn't fell know that out. was a thing. Oh my gosh, yes, it was a real thing. So a girl I know on Instagram, she posted about it, and I like never in a million years thought it would work. And I still don't have like these like luscious lashes, they're but long. they're long. Yeah. Like I would say they're long for me. Yeah. So I just do the serum at night What's and then the called? conditioner, Babe Lash. Okay. Oh, did I not say that? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's no. called Babe Lash. Babe Lash. <laughs> you can <laughs> it spell is, it for you if you want. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know how to spell that, I'm sorry. I can't help you. But it really is so good. And is it expensive? So I'm trying to remember what I paid for. I know there's, like, my friend that shared. I'll link the code um, under our notes, but... She always has a 20% off. And I want to yeah. say it was like four, between 40 and 50 bucks, oh, but it terrible. lasts me over three months. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I really think about it, I'm like, okay. So, is it one of those things that you have to always do? Like, you have to keep it Every up? Every night. Yeah. But, but even just, like after they've like grown, do you have yeah. to keep doing it? Yeah. You're, because okay. I think they have like collagen peptides in it. Oh, okay, okay. So, you're just supposed to keep it up. But I love it and it's worth it you to have me great because lashes. I used to hate doing mascara because it was yeah. just like, you know, I got these little bitty. Like, yeah. Tiny stubby lashes. Yes. Okay. So my last one is my we gave my son a water tower for his oh, first birthday. So fun. And it has been a lifesaver. Like we literally spend hours outside because it's he so loves it. Fracking hot right now. It's so hot. Yeah. And he just the other day he literally took an entire bucket and poured it over mm-hmm. top of his head, and I was like, "It's fine. You're fine." Because he loves it. Yeah. So I cannot. See a water baby. He loves water, mm-hmm. and I just cannot recommend a water tower enough if your child likes water. Yeah, it's great. We have yeah. one for Sela, and it it provides hours of entertainment. I've seen people like put bubbles in them just to like. Oh, that's yeah. smart. Just for because he loves bubbles too in yeah. the bathtub. That's really so, smart. You know. Okay, so those are the things that we are loving, and that is it for today. Thank y'all so much for listening and for being willing to get messy with us. See See you next time. time.